Sippers, welcome to this episode of the Tea With Me podcast with me, Shane Todd. I mean, we've got a lot to discuss, a lot to go into. Let's kick it off by talking about the hair situation. Now, I had a bit of a dilemma before I recorded this podcast because I am going for a run after this. So I'm thinking, do I put product in my hair, wash my hair, have it looking like prime for the pod or... Do we have enough... Actually, that is a little bit Hitler. Um, Or do we have enough of a relationship now where I can kind of go not, you know, unproducted in the hair? And to be honest, I'm sort of caught between... I'm caught between both. And um, I, I don't know what to do. I threw this on, this top on at the last minute because I was wearing a sports top. And yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I feel like this is very brave of me. You know, I feel like I should, I should be applauded for... Um, no, it's brave. It's brave for me to to do this without without product in my hair because if I put product in my hair, I'm gonna get all dirty, sweaty when I go running, and then I'm gonna have to do my hair again. And everybody knows, as as a guy, you can't do your hair twice in a day, you know. So fuck it, I'm going without. And I did, I didn't mean to swear that because some people probably don't like the swearing. They go, you don't need to do that. But I've done it early in the podcast, and for some reason, I'm also out of breath because I set my tea down. But that's the way it is. It's uh, it's episode, I think it's about episode 32 or something of the Tea With Me podcast. I mean, unbelievable that we haven't taken a break in all these. Of You know, we've, we've done every episode. And also, something that is pretty cool is I got new trainers. So if you are watching the video podcast on YouTube, just type in Tea With Me podcast, you can see my sweet new trainers that I got for my birthday and was not allowed to wear until my actual birthday, even though they arrived four days before my birthday, so that's great that I'm 32 and that's the thing, <laughs> you know, they're in the house, and I'm one of these guys, like, even at this age, like, if I if I buy an item of clothing, I ask the person serving me if I, if I can put it on in the shop, <laughs> remember, when I, remember whenever you were taking to buy shoes, you know, your mum took you to Clark's or, or wherever to buy shoes, and uh, you'd always say, here, can I can I just wear these now? And then you had to put your old shoes in a plastic bag. But once they went in that bag, they never came out again. You know, so it was a wee bit like that. So they, these have been under the stairs for uh, for a couple of days, but I'm getting to wear them now. And I'm going out of running them. And I think it's going to make me run extremely fast. Like extremely, like genuinely, I think this can add 10 miles an hour onto my running speed. It's mental, I genuinely think that. That's very me, like, honestly, like, I would read something online, like, on some running thing, like, five things to do to make you run faster, and in a forum, which has just been written by, like, some random guy, some guy, alright, uh, stop eating potatoes and you run a lot faster, I will never eat a potato again. I mean, that isn't one of the things, but, you know, fad things like that, I would definitely fall into. Before we, we really get stuck into the pod, couple of things, number one, Producer Dan has changed his, oh my god, he's changed his Twitter bio to put me in it. You know, Producer Dan, I don't know if you guys know this, but he produces other podcasts as well. You know what I mean? Like, he likes to keep his, he likes to keep his fingers in a lot of pods. He, He used to do Russell Brand's podcast. He now does Sue Perkins from Sue and Mel. He does her podcast. And that makes me extremely jealous. You know, like... About half an hour ago, I texted him and said, here, are you free for a call so we can talk about merch? And he said, just about to record Sue Perkins' podcast. 
and that really like you know the phrase train a mind to keep him keen that's the antithesis of that like i i it, it really fucking bugs me whenever he does <laughs> whenever he does other podcasts no it, it obviously doesn't but in his twitter bio he never he didn't have us in he didn't have the sippers in it and i checked his twitter recently this oh my god i really sound like a jealous boyfriend i checked his twitter recently and um and we're in the bio he says producer of the tea with me podcast so i feel like this is great news for the sippers i feel like this is great news i thought that was him texting me there being like i'm free for a call now and i was going to text and say no call sue but um, but no, he's 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 one thousand percent proud to be producer of the Tea with Me podcast. So, I've had a, I've actually had quite a busy a busy wee week, just doing like a lot of a lot of work things, a lot of writing. Like today, I'm going to shoot a Keith Cruz video, Keith Cruz Summer Soccer School. I'm going to do like an ad video for that. Now, Keith Cruz's Summer Soccer School is not a real thing. And what's funny about this is, I'll put the video out and 12 people will DM me going, Alright mate, I'm looking to get the wee man on the... the <laughs> I'm looking to get the wee man into this summer soccer school. Where, where is it? You know, bear in mind it's not a real thing. You know, if you know, no parent should be willing to take their kid to a summer scheme ran by a man who in the video is clearly wearing his wife's eyeliner as a moustache. Or mascara, I don't know what it is, but that is what the moustache is. So I'm going to shoot that, and the the worrying thing about going to shoot that is, it's sweet when I have a cameraman with me, but whenever it's just me at a football pitch and a camera, it looks like I'm making my own skills video. <laughs> Which is definitely something I will also do when I'm down there. You know, people be like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just doing the Keith Cruz video here. Oh, you don't have the fake moustache on? Oh, do not No. Just me trying to do <laughs> Maradona 7s to send to... Uh... <laughs> Italian football clubs <laughs> just message them on Facebook with the video. Uh, Bongiorno, <laughs> Bongiorno. I'm a aspiring footballer in Northern Ireland. I'm a young, I'm a young 32 year old footballer in Northern Ireland, really trying to make my path to the top. Any chance you guys want to give me a trial? What's uh, what's enjoyable is I set up the Hollywood Football Club Facebook page years ago because they were like, "Can someone do that?" And I said, "Yeah, I'll do it." And there was a message came in, like a DM, from this guy in Nigeria, and he goes, uh, 100% real, he's like, hi, I want to play football in Europe, like, would you guys, like, I'm very good, and sent in a video, and this guy was absolutely brutal, like, he was doing keepy-ups in his garden, he was terrible, and he's like, would you guys be able to, like, give me a contract, and I was like, mate, I don't know if you know anything about 1C of the Amateur League in Northern Ireland, but, uh, <laughs> But, I mean, never mind funding your lifestyle and playing ticket. I don't know if we could fund a subway for you. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of cash floating about 1C. Well, I mean, you know, some teams maybe do. But I don't even know anything about that. But um, but certainly at Hollywood, you know, it's not... Uh, you know, if you want to get paid to play football, that's not where, where you should go. You know, you literally pay a fiver a week and also train him money to play. I don't think he knew that. I think that's funny that... There's people in Nigeria being like, need to get the 1C in the Amateur League in Northern Ireland and ma- start making some serious coin. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's good fun. I, um, yeah, I, I used to really enjoy being like admin of that page because you would get so many parents trying to get their kids like a trial. You know what I mean? They'd be like, my son wants to play. Like, what does he have to do? 
and it's like here just just show up and you get to be in the team you know for like junior football and stuff that's how it works like i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure you don't you wouldn't bring your kid down to a club they play one game and the coach will go up to the parents and go listen don't bring the wee man down again he is completely shite you know whenever i play junior football for hollywood boys as a worst player in the team but i was just part of that team for like three four years no like nobody told me what they should have probably done was tell me to go to like a different team who weren't as good because i was playing for a really good team and everyone in that team basically went on to either play like professional football or semi-pro and i was just always on the sidelines being like hey keep it up guys let's do it all right <laughs> coach i'm ready tag me in he's like no no one touches hand tag him in went to the blackpool tournament with hollywood boys whenever i was younger whenever i was about 10 and loads of players in that just play like professional football for premier league teams now and i got to go to blackpool and i don't know if i played football i think i i think they were playing matches and i was just on the big dipper in the pleasure beach and that is a ride in the amusement park it's not a guy or whatever but um but yeah it was it was my birthday a couple of days ago that's the big that's a big news in the in the sipperverse that's not called the sipperverse that's not going to catch on but also by the way we're going to do trip advisor in a second and I think I've picked one that's going to be really enjoyable. But uh, yeah, it was my birthday. The big 3-2. You know, I we did obviously, if, I hope you saw the birthday episode of Tea With Me. Where Dave Elliott hosted Dave and producer Dan. And we just brought loads of guests in. That, that was a lot of fun. Because I genuinely didn't have a clue about any of the guests. Even though I had asked them to do a special surprise birthday episode for me. I still didn't know the guests. And, and it was enjoyable. And the best surprise because it didn't happen at the time was dave got this american comedian called krista stefano to do uh like a bit at the end where it looked like i just missed him in the zoom like i left the zoom too soon um and that that was really fun because uh krista stefano does a podcast called history hyenas him and this guy called Yanis pappas so if you uh if if you are looking for other podcast recommendations history hyenas is absolutely brilliant so yeah dave got did like a zoom with him which is great and i'm gonna try and get chris de stefano on on tea with me to do an episode because he's very very funny i think i when it last time i was in new york i asked him to do an episode of the, i was like could, could i do a podcast do you think tea with me had just started and um he's like yeah no worries and then i just could never get a location for it you know because it was in new york and i didn't know I didn't know anybody with an office. It's not like Northern Ireland. Like, you can get in anywhere to do anything. And and I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to say to him, like, here, mate, do you want to come to my hotel to do it? Just in case he thought I was going to murder or uh, or try and bomb him or whatever. And that's a phrase that hasn't been said in a while. To bomb someone. You know, but it was definitely used a lot whenever I was in primary school. Not like I wasn't, like, saying it as an offer. But it was definitely always, like... Oh, you're gonna bomb him, you know? Funny, like definitely funny, because you weren't actually. That makes it sound like there's two guys, but the butt. And I don't know if that is something that people do, but I don't think it was. Um, people have been. I I asked about listeners' questions, and we'll get to them obviously at the end of the pod. But people have been asking me about like Little Britain being taken off BBC iPlayer, and the in betweeners might be being taken off Four OD because of, um you know, people doing what is referred to as blackface and uh, and saying like what what's my opinion on that and I know comedians have been chatting about it as well and um the 
think in some cases, like, the idea of... The idea of doing blackface has always been kind of, like, kind of weird to me because... I don't know. I think I remember, like, going back, someone getting in trouble for it. But it always feels like... It feels kind of wrong... It feels wrong to just do it for the sake of doing it, obviously. You know, that kind of thing. But but then I think in some cases, whenever, like, you know, white actors play, like, a black character or whatever, obviously if you're, if you're, if you're doing it in, like, an offensive and a stereotypical way, that's not, that shouldn't just be considered wrong now. Like, that, that is always wrong. But... Uh, so like basically we're going to do an episode I think next week where um we're going to look at this in a bit more detail because I I'm I've always subscribed to the opinion that and it is probably a bad opinion of oh in Northern Ireland like there's basically no racism at all like no you know I've said to people like I've spoken to in America or or in other places like when they ask like what what's it like over there um I would I would say no no god no like very 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 tolerant society but the the more you the more you read it the minute from from people here the more you realize that like well of course i would not i would not be aware as much certainly um about the level of like racism here so we're going to do an episode where we sort of look at that a wee bit more and and i'm going into it like maybe gonna like have conversations where I might say, like, the wrong thing, or, or whatever, but that's kind of, people are so quick to jump on that, being, you, you know, it's kind of hard to describe, what I'm saying is, I want to, like, learn more about this, I want to learn, like, what actually is the reality of, especially here in, in, in Northern Ireland, where I live, where, you know, I'm gonna, we're, we're gonna bring a child up, and all that kind of thing, what, what is the extent of, of racism here um what's is, is there big problems how, how can you help in some way with that but i think to do that you need to have not uncomfortable conversations but you definitely need to have conversations where where you're approaching it from like listen i don't have a clue here and i might ask a question that somebody goes like i can't believe you asked that or whatever but you need to have those sort of conversations to learn you know, so so we're gonna do an episode like that. I'm gonna do an episode where um, where I'm I'm gonna speak to probably other comedians. I'm gonna speak to people with different like backgrounds that that live in Northern Ireland or or from here or whatever, and just try and get a handle on it. And yeah, I think it's I think it'd be cool to do an episode like that. I think it'd be important to do an episode like from a personal point of view to 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 find out more about the situation because. Sometimes, like I have, I have a quick opinion on things, you know, and then and then I just leave it. I don't really look into it. Like Jimmy, was it Jimmy Fallon? Right, Jimmy Fallon. I'm gonna Google Jimmy Fallon blackface. Right, I think he, he and he's the late night talk show host in in America, and he um he did a sketch for Saturday Night Live years ago where he like painted his face black. And did an impression of Chris Rock. This was in 2000. And they started trending a hashtag. Jimmy Fallon is over party. And and tried to like get him. You know get him cancelled. And. Uh, I think loads of people. 
from all backgrounds came out and basically said like no Jimmy Fallon's great like you know he's not really he's not done anything wrong here but he you know he did the, the big apology and I think it was Jamie Foxx wrote on Instagram he's like you didn't do anything wrong you know so so I would look at that and go well he he wasn't like he was he was just being Chris Chris Rock and obviously he's white so he's gonna have to use makeup to do that um so in that situation I'm like I don't think you should apologize for that but obviously there is times when people like you know black up and you go ah very bad taste like extremely bad taste so um so this is a very long-winded way of saying people have been asking me about this and saying like talk about it in the podcast I will but let me get like a bit more background on a first and a bit more knowledge because you know there is some level of ignorance there where I, I I I don't understand the problems people kind of go through um with that kind of thing because you know absolutely white so I mean I, I want to find out so we're, we'll, we'll do that I've been chatting to some guests and we'll make that happen but um I'm going to do TripAdvisor I'm going to do listeners questions um and just I just I just feel good in these shoes you know what I mean? Like I just feel like I'm ready to, I'm ready to take to the roads. I'm ready to run. I'm trying to run five k in under twenty minutes, and at the weekend there I did twenty minutes forty seconds. So we're getting there. You know what I mean? We're absolutely getting there. And uh, oh yeah, also that article brings me on to the article of people say like, oh the in betweeners is going to get taken off and stuff. I don't know. I reckon you should. Again, this is totally like outside in point of view, but. I reckon you should not remove stuff that has already been on, but if there is a problem with that stuff or whatever, use it as a way to show people and be like, this is this is this way of doing it, like is the way it was done and here's the way it should be done now. So I don't know, I I don't think you I don't think it's unless something is like just out and out like completely offensive, don't like don't promote it or whatever, but but you probably should keep stuff up, like like comedy TV stuff, as a reminder of like we don't do that now. You know if that's what if that's what's decided. I know it's a difficult it's a difficult argument, but it it's one that's rightfully being talked about a lot at the minute. So um so we'll 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 do we'll do an episode of that maybe midweek next week and uh, and look at it a wee bit more. Um, my trip advisor this week is the Giants Causeway. Right, I'm going to look at people that have left reviews of the Giants Causeway. If you don't, if you're one of our international sippers and you don't know what the Giants Causeway is, it's an ancient rock formation in the north coast of Northern Ireland. And when I say an ancient rock formation, it's like we ovals. It's like ovals. Um, there's a really bad way to describe it, but like it's we like cylinders of. <laughs> this is why I didn't get the job at the tourist board. It's like we rock oval cylinders, and there's loads of them all over the place, and you can just stand on them and like walk around it. And yeah, it's basically some rocks. And there is a legend that there was a guy called Finn McCool back in the day. And I actually don't know a lot about Finn McCool, considering I'm from here. I mean. I don't know if I believe the story of Finn McCool. You know what I mean? Like, I think there is some holes in the in the story. Like, Finn McCool, number one, was a giant, right? But I guess there are tall people, right? Um, it is a it is a UNESCO 
World Heritage Site, and I don't know if that's UNESCO or UNESCO. UNESCO World Heritage Site. So, yeah, it's basalt rock columns essentially, and people go absolutely nuts for it and come from all around the world to see it. Um, so Finn McCool was a mythical hunter warrior of Irish mythology. Uh, he was associated. <laughs> he was associated with the Fenian cycle. Now, that I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the Fenian cycle is. I mean, it's <laughs> the Fenian cycle. I've said that too many times. Is a body of prose, um, centering on the exploits of the mythotic, the mythical hero, Finn McCool. So you know you've got you've got the Fenian cycle and the Hun triathlon. Let's balance it out. I think. In general, he's not considered to be a giant, but in the case of the Causeway Legends, he's almost always made out to be a giant or of extraordinary height. I guarantee that's him talking to the people that were writing this into stories, going here, fucking add a few feet on there. Make me sound like a giant, will you? And they're like, yeah, dead on. But they've mugged him off because they've written, he wasn't really a giant. Um, Yeah, the Causeway is sometimes told to be a collection of stepping stones allowing giants to travel at will between Northern Ireland and Scotland without getting their feet wet. Well, that doesn't make him sound like a famous warrior if he's worried about getting his feet wet. I will kill you! Oh, oh. My god, these are soaking. <laughs> a second version of the story claims Finn McCool was in love with a giant woman. Excuse me. Living on Staffa. And the causeway was built as an attempt to bring her back to Ireland. The most popular story, however, revolves around a local rivalry and an excellent piece of deception. A giant named Benadonner. Benadonner? Is there a rapper called Ben O'Donner? Otherwise known as the Red Man. Shit nickname. Like one of the shittest nicknames I've ever heard. The Red Man. Also Red, Red, Man, De- Red Man actually is a rapper. Be- is there a rapper called Belladonna and also a rapper called Red Man? Is Red Man in the Wu-Tang Clan? Um, so Ben O'Donner essentially was a giant over in Scotland. Finn McCool and the Red Man did not see eye to eye, and Finn challenged the Scottish nemesis to a fight where they all shout, where they shouted and threatened each other from across the water. Oh, use your heart. Handbags, like they're, they're giants and they're shouting. Oi, stop it. Don't be at it, you. You eat dick. Build on the causeway so he could reach his biggest enemy. Finn moved rocks from Antrim into the sea and completes his, his new pathway, only to find that Ben Adonner is his biggest enemy in more way than one. Ben Adonner was in fact much larger than him. Now, Finn McCool has absolutely mugged himself off there, and he deserves everything he gets. What he's done is, picked a fight with a fella, you know what I mean, like in a bar, he's like, oh, I fucking see you outside, dickhead and all, and he's pushed past, he's built the pathway, he's pushed past everyone on the bar to get there, and then he's realised the the guy does martial arts, you know what I mean, like the guy stood up and he's way taller, and this has happened to all of us than he thought he was going to be, and he's like, do you know what mate, I apologise. Ben O'Donnell was much larger than him, instantly regretting his trash talk, Finn McCool <laughs> ran back to Ireland, <laughs> and hoping to go unnoticed by the Scottish giant, bitch move, 100% a bitch move, when you're a giant and you run back to Ireland. Unfortunately for Finn McCool, it isn't long before he's spotted and Ben O'Donner gives chase to the Irish hero's home in County Kildare. As Finn McCool runs fast, 
as he can back to his homeland. He loses a boot, and unfortunately, there's no Cinderella story in this case, as the boot was to remain exactly where it is, where it was, and is still visible at the causeway today. I mean, there isn't just like a giant Doc Martin sitting in the causeway. With the Scottish giant approaching, his stature is even more amplified as Finn can feel him approaching the house from as far away as Kilcock. Funny. Funny. De- Kilcock is definitely funny. Hard place to grow up in. And was forced to put moss in his ears to deafen out the sounds of the giant's approaching footsteps as he got closer. Put moss in <laughs> What? Finn McCool's a bitch? Hey, Finn McCool, you're a bitch. Having found himself in a tussle he wasn't sure if he could get out of, Finn turned to his wife, Una. I mean, Una, fucking sort me out here. I've made a real dick out of myself. Who thankfully swoops in to save the day. Una's like, I'll sort this. Wrapping her husband in a sheet and telling him to settle himself into the bathtub. He's supposed to be a, a mystical warrior. He's supposed to be a legend. And he's being settled into a bathtub by his wife. She welcomes Ben Adonner to her door, apologising that Finn is currently hunting deer in County Kerry. Taking the giant round her home, she points out various pieces of fighting paraphernalia that she claims are Finn's, but in reality would be too large and heavy for a smaller giant to carry. Telling Ben Adonner she will make him Finn's favourite meal while he waits, Una instead cooks a cake of griddle baked bread with the iron griddle pressed in the inside of it, on which the red man breaks three front teeth and follows it with a strip of hard-nailed, a strip of hard-nailed fat to a block of red timber, on which the giant loses two more teeth. I mean, not an ideal meal. You know what I mean? Like, bad trip advisor review would be dealt out here. With Ben Adonner beginning to feel he's bitten off more than he can chew, good pun, Una then asks if he would like to meet the baby, and the Scot is astounded and terrified when he meets their son, who is in fact just Finn McCool wrapped up in a sheet. I mean, that is a great move from Una. That's essentially... Your ma just shorten it all out. Assuming Finn is enormous, if this is just his child, the red man makes his excuses to Una and flees back across the causeway, destroying it in his wake. As the red man left, Finn McCool is believed to have plucked a chunk of earth from Antrim and flung it after him to completely scare him off from venturing back to Ireland again. See, Finn McCool, 100%, like, complete pussy, like, waits until the red man's running away and then he throws something, like, get out of here and all. You know, like... The red man should have gone back and absolutely crushed him. The chunk of earth missed but still remains in between the two countries as the Isle of Man. The area where Finn had taken from the earth had taken the earth and filled it with water and they said they had become Loch Derg, the largest lake in, in Ireland. Ah, here we go. As with much folklore, this version of events is not always told the same way, with some storytellers saying that Finn was asleep in bed when Una heard the Scottish giant coming and took it upon herself to hide him. I mean also didn't happen so i don't know why they're saying like now this story i mean let's be honest here he might have been in the bed or he might not zippers something happened with my camera there i had to re-record i had to sort the audio out on the laptop and to cut a long story short whenever i checked the memory card i looked back and i saw my own hair um on my laptop whenever i opened up what i'd filmed so far and it was a terrible decision not to put product in it and that's the main takeaway here i always need to wear product or a hat because I, I, look, I look like a very cute Tommy Hilfiger model that's been taken hostage and hasn't had access to amenities for 14 days. That's 100% what I look like. Still still cute, still shiny boy cute cute, but at the same time, you know, absolutely, I need product in my hair. 
I mean, that is kind of like, that's my thing, you know what I mean? Like having like sweet hair, having nice hair, nice color, like very healthy volume to it. Like that's a number one thing I have going for me and I've taken it away from myself there. So yeah, I mean, in summary, I think the whole story of Finn McCool is complete BS. I think it didn't happen. Um, I I apologize that um, I laughed at uh, the place name that had cock in it. Um, I, I thought Finian Cycle is, is it funny. Um, I said Hon Triathlon. A lot to apologize for here. But, um, but what we're going to do is we're going to do listeners' questions and TripAdvisor. But first of all, I want to plug the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash tea with me podcast. Patreon is somewhere where you can get access to extra bonus sexy things. For example, this Saturday, I'm putting my whole waterfront show from last year up on the Patreon, my Todd Father show, in full. It will be on YouTube at some point, but it'll be like after the summer. We're talking months and months of just Patreon eyes only. So that'll go up there. Also, this Sunday, this is really important. We're doing our I mean, it's not important in the grand scheme of things at all. I mean, it's some people might describe it as irrelevant, but it's important to the Sippers universe. We're doing a live tea with me this Sunday over Zoom. It's for Patreons only. So if you're a Patreon, you'll get a code and you can join the Zoom. So uh, we've got Mickey Bartlett's coming on, Ryan McMullen, who is absolutely phenomenal. Like, everybody knows Mickey, you know what I mean? Your Uncle Mick is coming on. Mickey is possibly the funniest guy in Ireland, stand-up-wise. He's coming on. Ryan McMullen is coming on, and he's going to play a tune for us, which is the greatest thing, because I was like, should I ask him to play a tune? I don't know, I'd really like him to play a tune, but then again, I don't want to like, I don't want to say, and then we were chatting about it, and he's like, yeah, I can do that, I've got a setup sorted for that, and I was like, that's unreal, because I like a lot of his songs, and he's a great guy, and me and Ryan once have been chatting on Twitter, and then I saw him in Nando's, and I was like, that makes me like him even more, because we both like Nando's, and sometimes we talk, and the main thing we talk about is Nando's. And and I've got Jamie Lee O'Donnell on as well. Jamie Lee did an episode of this, um, like a month ago or maybe just over a month ago, uh, and it was absolutely great. Um, you know Jamie Lee from Derry Girls, from loads of different stuff, and uh, and that's class. She agreed to come on this, so it's going to be like a wee, uh, like a wee tea party. We're going to have guests coming in and out, a bit of chat in between. I might throw it open for the sippers to ask questions, but you know I don't know how good an idea that would be because you guys will be saying like. In, in podcast chat, you know, you'd be saying like, Ribbit, like, uh, asking me about the money toad's tongue, you know, and things like that, and, and they don't know about that, so I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be fun this Sunday, 8pm, is when we're going to do that. So, let's, without further ado, I don't know whether it's a Jew or a do, you know, but let's do the TripAdvisor, and why would we not do TripAdvisor of the Giants Causeway? It's the TripAdvisor Giants Causeway special. I've been to the Giants Causeway about three times. And every time I go, I always go, why am I here? Because the Giants Causeway is just rock formations. And the only rock I'm interested in is the guy that does the people's elbow. So, I don't know why people travel for so far to come to the Giants Causeway. And it's pretty cool that they do. But at the same time, it is just different. Like... Google on a picture of it gives you as much as like going the whole way up there. It's always windy, and then you just go, "Oh yeah, that's, that's class." Like, "Oh yeah, cool," and then you get back on the bus. So, I don't know why people would review it 
as a thing. I mean, it feels like why it doesn't have, it's not a business. You know what I mean? It doesn't have a chance to defend itself. Just slagging rock formation seems like a weird way to go. But let's look at the worst TripAdvisor reviews for the Giants Causeway. Here we go. Tommy Boy from Grantham writes one star. His heading is access to Giants Causeway denied because I refuse to pay. I mean, if it's somewhere that you need to pay into and you're refusing to pay, then by default you probably won't get into it. I travelled from Belfast to visit the Giants Causeway with my two brothers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I find that funny. Just, just the three brothers on the way to the Giants Causeway. I like to think they were wearing matching outfits too. Like we dungarees and stuff. I like to think that they're four. I don't know what age they are. On arrival at the site, we were greeted by a rude park attendant. Hello, I'm the rude park, <laughs> I'm the rude park attendant. <laughs> yes, we're advertising here for a rude park attendant. Fuck off, you've got the job. I informed him that the site was free for local people. Now, to be fair... You've just said that you came from Belfast to get there, so you're not a local person. He asked me for my postcode, which I gave him, and he replied that it was a Belfast code, and we were not classed as local, and would have to pay, and would not budge. Uh, yeah, the thing about that is, if this is in Coleraine and you're from Belfast, then you're not local. <laughs> Here, let me just stick this into my calculator. Oh yeah, you're not from that place if you're from a different place. He doesn't understand he doesn't understand what local is. We left feeling depressed and disgusted. <laughs> the three the three brothers just having the worst time. They were so excited for this trip, you could tell. And then they left depressed and disgusted. I mean one is bad enough, but both We were disgusted with the way the National Trust misled and lied just to get money. I found out later after complaining to the Irish tourist office that the Giants Causeway is free. So please not, you do have to pay. You hear that? Those those words should resonate with everyone. So please not, you do not have to pay. Well said. I would hope that the National Trust is kick off the site. Me too. I also hope the National Trust is kick off the site. He is not happy. Patricia C is also not happy. One star review, absolute rip off. We went as a family. We realised we didn't have enough time to walk the causeway, so we decided to grab a coffee and use the toilets, but couldn't do that without paying £12.50 per adult and £8.50 a child. There were two kids and seven adults in our party. Like the title says, absolute rip off. Money grabbers. I mean, to be fair, if you just wanted to use the toilet and you weren't even going to walk, 12 quid an adult, 8.50 a child, two kids, seven adults. That's going to cost about a grand for a piss. So, yeah, that actually is a rip-off. Like, that's not worth it at all. <laughs> However, if you walk around the hotel, you can walk down to the causeway for free. Oh, life hack, life hack, life hack. The world's biggest rip-off or the world's most expensive car park? Actually, both. You're right, Anne. Entrance to the Giants Causeway is free. That is not in question. However, the entire site is set up to mislead and push you through the visitor centre where they charge £12.50 an adult to enter a free attraction. Uh, if you just walk or want to walk the park, you're not allowed. You have to pay the entrance fee. National trust equals national disgrace. 
That's a national disgrace. £12.50, that is a national disgrace. Will T writes, don't bother. There is so much else to see in Northern Ireland. I mean, is there? Is there? He's given examples. Rathlin Island, Belfast, Titanic Museum, the murals, the peace walls, Stormont. I really wouldn't bother with this. It's been ruined by the National Trust planting a massive visitor centre there and running buses from the centre to the stones. I mean, what is this convenience all about? What are they trying to be helpful? Crawling with traffic wardens. Um, okay, here we go. Razvan from Bangor isn't going to overreact here. This is a nature monument. This was created by nature, not by the National Trust. National Trust are worse than Nazis. Now, if we were to compare side by side, and I don't know if it's been done before, I'm sure it has plenty of times, but if we were to look at the National Trust and the Nazis, I would say, in my own opinion, and I am not a historian, I would say that the National Trust charging people twelve fifty to get into Giants Causeway is not as bad, and I'm sure some people would also agree with me, as the Nazis killing literally millions and millions of people. But according to Razvan, the National Trust twelve fifty I mean he's probably thinking twelve quid wouldn't be as bad, but twelve fifty? He also said worst. You know the National Trust are worst than the Nazis. These things should be free and maybe perhaps only the bus should be something people would throw a coin for. Uh, hey Razvan, why are you from Victorian times? Throw a coin for? Hey, that bus is really worth throwing a coin for. I wouldn't go out there, I wouldn't throw a coin for it. Mm, the National Trust are worse than the Nazis. You know, also they're not. You know, they're definitely, definitely not. They're making it more inconvenient for people to get to see rocks. The Nazis taking a dislike to an entire, entire religion. Richard M. Awful. Ruined by mass tourism. They need to fence off the causeway and create a viewing area. Just swarm with tourists all intent on getting that selfie. Go with the crack of dawn or avoid a real letdown. Yeah, it's weird. People would want to take pictures of it, isn't it? I love the way that so many people are uh, are basically saying, like, you know, you can go this way and you don't have to pay. Yeah, people hate the visitor center. Um, I mean, it is funny because visitor center sounds like such a welcoming, cool thing. No. Ernst has the right idea here. Giant tourist trap. Just use Google Earth instead. <laughs> Giant tourist trap. Just use Google Earth instead. Odd rocks. Unless you're a geologist, this is nothing but a big hype. Well, joke's on you, dickhead. Because I am a geologist. Really nothing but a pile of odd rocks. Lots of commercial bullshit in the visitor centre. Oh, I'm just gonna get. I'm just going to get some commercial bullshit here for our Jonathan. He loveth. Get a moey rock. Of course, pubs and restaurants in the area after mediocre food. Offer mediocre food. Huge waste of money. 
People are like, you don't have to pay to see the stones. People are just so into these stones. Um, I'll find one more to finish. Um, I mean, I feel like we're not really going to top Razvan saying that the National Trust are worse than the Nazis. Here we go. Maybe one last one here. One or two. Um, yeah, here we go. This comes from Quiet Man 2010. The most unwelcoming place in Ireland. Okay, so we were visiting at the height of the season on a good dry day in the afternoon. Now it sounds good so far. I'm liking this. I can feel I can feel the sun on my back. It sounds like it's gonna be a good time. But the experience has put me right off. Firstly, there's limited parking at the site itself. I mean, that's funny that he he just wants unlimited parking. Like why is there not a space for every car that exists in the world? So we tried the park and ride, which was signposted as free. Turns out it's 25 quid. I mean, that is that is a mug off. Like, to be like, here, it's free. And then go, also, I know I just said that, but at the same time, it is 25 quid. You can't take the bus unless you're going to pay into the visitor centre. But that wasn't even the worst part. Fuck. Having driven across most of the province we were familiar with and used to, the loyalist flags about the place really let me down. But to enter the park and ride for one of the world's most famous heritage sites, attracting visitors from across the globe, and to be greeted by two confederate flags was nauseating. Whatever about the UVF and UFF flags, they're local and and hopefully historical issue, but the confederate flag is a global symbol of racism and white supremacism. What I enjoy about that is, he's like, no, absolutely no to the confederate flag. UVF and UFF flag, good to see. You know, he's like, he's like, that's what I expect. You know what I mean? He's like, it's your thing, it's your local thing. More of that, please. But the Confederate flag, get out of town because that promotes hate. Unlike paramilitaries, which promote inclusiveness and and fun, essentially is what he's saying. I appreciate it was a private residence overlooking the car park, but on top of everything else, it's it made the most under unwelcoming atmosphere. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's also weird that there would be, like, you know, the Giants Causeway division of certain Loyalist paramilitaries. You know, as if, like, the IRA are coming to try and steal some of the rocks. I don't know. I don't know if that's the thing. Um, Only got a one. Oh, shit. Someone's like, only got a one star because you don't do a zero. Um, Everyone's just saying it's a rip-off, but I want something really... Okay, okay. Genuinely... Just by the head of this, I know we need to read it. This is from uh, PV, PQVX in Belfast, who says, please read, you need to know this. Now, I don't know what it is, but obviously I need to hear this. When I was a kid, we parked at the side of the road and walked to the fields of the causeway. How things have changed. It's gone corporate in the same ghastly way as the rope bridge at Carricka Reed. Unless you read the following carefully, you risk being seriously ripped off. Nowadays we want to do anything, we look for a website first. Don't do this. The reason that doing this is the reason is doing this will suck you in will suck you smoothly into a well oiled money ex- extraction machine. Right. The problem I have with this is that's such a sexy sentence. Will suck you smoothly into a well oiled money extraction machine. That just sounds like something's gonna wank you off. There were four of us in a car. Charges for this were given a £46, but wait. If we were clever guys, we could save a whole £6 by booking online. I think he's being sarcastic there. Access to the causeway is free. You do not have to pay. He says, do you want me to repeat that? Access to the causeway is free. You do not have to pay. 
if you walk a few feet to the rocks, Jobsworth and high vis vest start blowing ridiculous whistles at you and furiously waving. It would seem that they want you to all they want you to do is pay forty pounds, another few pounds for the bus, then stand admiring the causeway from a distance. Better still, why not just stay in the marvelous visitor center and watch one of the big TVs? Even better, don't go at all. Um yeah, that sounds like people are really pissed off at that, but what I'm wondering is because the Tea With Me podcast is probably the number one podcast um, that deals with tea in, in Northern Ireland, I wonder, could we get some sort of, like, sippers discount? You know what I mean? Like, would the sippers be able to take their flasks and go for free to the Giants Causeway? It's what we it's what we all want to know. But, yeah, I mean, I like that. I like that. I like it from all sides. I like that the Giants Causeway are like, here, it's free in, and then they stop you at the last minute and go... OJ, give me 46 quid, I enjoy that, and I also enjoy the people who are like, here, follow me, and then they take you to like a different path, um, at the end of the day, the National Trust um, hurt one of my friends, because Big Papa Bear himself, Dave Elliott, my Boytown Podcast co-host, started calling himself the National Trust Ambassador, just for a joke, because every Sunday he was like going out for a walk in a National Trust property, and he's a member, and he said that he's their ambassador, and he tagged him in an Instagram post, saying he was an ambassador, and the National Trust DM David Instagram and went, here, don't be saying that. You know, so fuck, no, I was going to say fucking that, don't fuck the National Trust, because I could be cutting myself off for some uh, some future corporate work uh, down the line. And that is also the bad thing about TripAdvisor doing this. You know, anyone we do here, I won't get booked to potentially play their Christmas parties, which is bad news for me because, um, you know, there is there is no money anymore and uh, would do any gig anywhere after all this is over. So, you know, I'm doing it for the sippers. Just know that. Speaking of the sippers, we've got a lot of questions here. We've got a lot of questions here. That is not a quite. That's maybe a bit of work. That's good because I have been eating cardboard instead of food for the last couple of weeks. So we got questions. Absolutely, we got questions. Connor says, "Do you play golf?" I mean, phenomenal question. The answer to that is yes, but very badly. Very badly. Did I say in the podcast about about playing? Donald Trump's course in in Miami a load of years ago. If I didn't, and I'll go back and check, I'll tell that next week because there's a pretty funny story behind that and I, I really mugged myself off and, uh, and we'll maybe do that. Oh, I got really flustered there um, for absolutely no reason. Belfast guy in China, big friend of the pod, big sipper, says, for a new character, would you rather be an unemployed 40-year-old goth who hangs around City Hall with 18-year-olds, a small-town culture field pop star who now basically begs for any celebrity-style work, like opening a deli counter, or a cow with four dicks? In all seriousness, I think you, Colin Geddes, and others should start an 8 out of 10 cat-style show. Would be class. Um, yes, out of all that, I think I would like to be the... Um, the cow with four dicks. I think that would just be enjoyable. And I'd find the guy from the rap battle a couple of weeks ago. And I'd go, here, what do you think of that? Um, but, yeah, you know, it's a shame that there isn't a, a, a thing that we we can all do. The, the sort of people that you like there, like me, Colin, and and everyone else. It, it, I think if, if this was... 10, 15 years ago, I think 
it would have been easier to have something like a a panel show or or something like that on TV. Um, it's it, I think it's harder now because there's less local stuff on TV, and uh, and and comedy isn't as big on TV as it was. In saying that, I'm in the middle now of making a, a comedy TV series for BBC of the previously show, which is uh, tricky in lockdown to try and do an entire series of a show, but we're figuring it out, and uh, and it's going to be fun, and I think you will enjoy it when it's on, even though it's going to be so much different to the pilot, because we can't have a crowd, but we're we're making it work, but um, I, w- I would love to do something with Colin and Mickey and Dave and everybody else, all those guys, it is tough though to know what that thing would be, and what sort of format it is, and and that kind of thing, but look, yeah, we, we could be making more stuff collectively, but I, I think you also, you get into a way of just sort of doing your own thing, and it's not that you don't want to do stuff, because anything we all do together, whether it's a a, 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 a short series of videos or something with Aaron, or or a sketch with Dave, like the Spanish Singers, or, or a sketch with Colin, you know, they, they, they are unbelievable crack to like make, and you know, you get to hang out with friends as well as making something, and uh, nothing would make me happier than to do some sort of TV project or or something like that with with my friends, basically. But uh, but yeah, I mean, there's no simple answer of why it it couldn't or or wouldn't happen. But I think we have the resources where um, an an experience probably where we could make something like that ourselves. And you know it probably be one of those things where you you maybe maybe offer it out to, to TV and say like look we've got this thing would you be interested or we're just gonna put it online and regardless but uh, but I, I don't know I don't know I had a chat with Colin recently about um, we were sort of reminiscing about Hack Job which was a sketch show that we made with everyone like an ensemble cast kind of thing and we would shoot like six sketches or something and then put out episodes every week and have one of those sketches a week and uh, and it was it was great for for its time and i think something like that would be really really popular now because you know everybody we we all have a bit of a following and and we're probably better performers and writers now and stuff so i, I don't know i would i would i would love to and a panel show would work i i i put a panel show together about 12 years ago in Belfast, I booked a wee studio, and I had really good local comedians on it, and we did it to an audience of about 40 people, just like friends and stuff, and I brought a couple of producers down, and they were like, relatively interested in it, but nothing happened, uh, like BBC guys, so I think a panel show would be would be great, but you know, it's kind of like a small market here, in terms of panel shows, like 8 out of 10 cats, I'll use that as a, as a reference, you like, you probably have the blame game, and I don't know if you would have two panel shows. And uh, and look, the blame game does unbelievable business, and ha- and has done for, God, I don't know how many years. So um, so that's kind of the panel show. But there's there's no reason why you couldn't do another one, and maybe it would live somewhere else. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, cheers for the question. I have a question from, from James Dempster, the man himself who says, 
Just first off, podcast is class. Absolutely addicted to these now and the sound of your soft but masculine voices getting me through lockdown. That's a great way to describe it, soft but masculine. Question, would you, uh, as, and by the way, keep it soft, alright? Question, would you rather not do stand-up for the rest of your life or not drink tea for the rest of your life? Oh, you're talking about two of my big loves here. I would definitely not drink tea again, Jesus. Perish the thought. What would I do if I? What What would I do if like I was up the high do? Like, cause a cup of tea is gonna sort you out and make you all right. Uh, God, I'd have to drink other types of tea, and it just wouldn't wouldn't be the same. Reluctantly, I would I would not drink tea again, but it would be very very sad because I've seen the reality of not doing stand up for a while, and uh, it makes me very sad. So I need to get back to doing stand up. But yeah, I would miss tea. I don't know why you're playing with my heart like that, this James. But um, but yeah, they'd both be difficult. Fiona says, in your podcast episode with Baldy Bunter, disrespectful. You, t- but he, he is bald and he is Bunter Castles. You talked about writing a piece set in the nineties. What is your writing process? How long does it take you to finish a piece like that? And are you aiming to get it to production companies, or is it just a bit of crack? Um, it's kind of all of those things, Fiona. It's a bit of crack, and I'm talking to production companies at the minute about it um uh, writing something i probably want to do a bit more of i'm always writing stand-up but with like um film scripts or tv stuff i've always like dabbled in it but uh because i prefer performing but now i'm kind of better at juggling both i think and uh and that script is something i've been chipping away at for about four years but it, it, it changes all the time. Like it's always been set in a summer in like 1995-96 in Belfast. And then it might change also though being about this or that. So it changes all the time. But um, my process, I'm probably not enough of a writer to even have a process. It probably changes all the time. But uh, I like working on my laptop. Uh, I still use Word because I'm just representing it for all my... Uh, pensioner homies you know i'm still using microsoft word even though you should use all these other programs apparently but um but i use word and i like to write funny scenes first there's probably the wrong order to do it and if anyone is like an aspiring writer don't take what i'm saying for granted because i don't even really consider myself a writer um but i write funny scenes out first oh this could happen this could happen then i work on the characters then i work on like a outline of it and then i might start writing episodes but i'm still very very new to it and still learning writing uh not like i can write like i can spell and stuff but i mean writing scripts uh and it is a bit of crack too because i think for me to want to like see a project through and develop it and it would have to be i would have to see myself having good crack doing it so it is kind of all those things but that uh that project is with a production company at the minute they're kind of having a look at it and we'll see what happens you you never know you might have the best idea in the world i'm not saying this is but written down and someone might just see it a different way or or not you know enjoy it as much as as much as you think it could be good so um i don't know i'm chipping away at it but there's a i hear about a million different processes for writing and i think everybody just just has a different one you know Matthew Mernon, the uh, the original Judas guy, says, uh, 
says, um, talk about this. And he sent me a side-by-side screenshot of the new Linfield away kit and a UVF flag flying up on a lamppost. Um, I don't really know what... Also, also Cameron Brown just wrote to me at 4.40 in the morning. Wayne Todd. Wayne Toad, actually. From the podcast last week. Um, which is disrespectful. I mean... What what am I going to offer on on this debate now, Matthew? When you sent that, you probably thought he's not going to talk about it. Um, yes, I think it's fair to say that when they're side by side, they look very very similar in terms of the color scheme and the way the stripe is. But I have no idea if that's if if that was meant to be like that or not. Um, as a football shirt, I've got to say, what's funny is. Somebody also, they were talking, obviously this has sparked a big debate, and people are talking about the Linfield shirt, and then someone said, what's the best shirt ever? And they had this Umbro home one a couple of years ago, that definitely was the best one ever, out of all theirs. Um, Yeah, yes, the colours, oh right, sorry I'm wrong, I thought the UVF flag had, believe it or not, I can't just off the top of my head think of the UVF flag. I thought it had the diagonal stripe on it, but it, it actually doesn't. But yeah, the colours are very similar. I I don't I don't fucking know. I don't know. It's one of those things where like if it's coincidence, okay. Uh or if they were like and again I I have no idea. If they were like, Oh well let's just make make these colours the same the, apparently they're selling loads of them so I I don't know I don't know I do know that I did the Linfield Christmas do about five years ago and it was absolutely class so I'm not going to throw them under a bus and say that is directly inspired by that they would have to answer that for themselves but one thing I do know Matthew is you drive a hairdresser's car. So, what I want to say is... Uh, that's not a podcast question. Somebody wants me to give a shout-out about something that's happening. And then I was like, okay, do you want me to do a video for it or whatever? Do you have a budget? And they were like, no, just tell people about it. And I was like, no, that's not really how... That's not really how things work. <laughs> not really how it goes. Um Okay, I got questions on on Twitter as well. I'm just making sure we're recording and we are recording. And producer Dan tried to phone me there, and I just totally, uh, totally ignored his call. And he just wrote "call when suits." Well, Dan, I would, but I'm doing the podcast, and you'll be listening to this later this afternoon when you listen back to the podcast before you edit it or do some magic stuff that you do to it. I don't know what you do. It's some Harry Potter Hogwarts type stuff that you do lotions and potions, but. I'm just going to say, you can't go and do Sue Perkins' podcast and then just phone me when I'm halfway through tea with me. Okay? Because bitch respects herself more than that. Okay, sweetheart? He'll text me off this and be like, oh, mate, I was just ringing out a real personal question. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mate, I was phoning you just, just to ask how you are. You didn't need to be sliding me. Um, yeah, I have questions on Twitter. And what's great is I've said that nine times. So, um, So that's great. Amy, thoughts on Linfield's new away kit? I mean, what I do enjoy is the responses that it triggers. The comments, you know what I mean? Like people getting 
people are getting really fucking on both sides in relation to um, an Irish league football shirt. I mean, I I just I feel like like a lot of people, I just sit back and watch that and uh, and definitely enjoy it. And also, you know, listen, it's brave. All I mean, I've been very brave today, but like you guys know, I play for the Linfield Legends team. I played once and I missed like a complete sitter and then I should have passed this guy and it didn't, he got really annoyed. Um, even though it was like a charity match and they haven't asked me to play a game since, but who knows. But uh, but I don't know. Dino Cofola says, what comedy TV, I mean, look, yes, it is the same colours. <laughs> that's, that's what I know about it. What I know about it is you show me two things of the same colours. That's what I know. I don't know any more or any less than that. Dino Cafola says, "What TV comedy? What TV show would you recommission, and why Seinfeld?" Uh, I think you're trying to influence me there a little bit, Dino. But uh, Dino Cafola also uh, a man who permanently wears shorts, which is something that uh, you know I admire because I am wearing shorts right now and I've worn shorts every day of lockdown and I'm going to keep wearing shorts. And it's not because I want to be like Dino; it's just because. Um, I enjoy it, and uh, I have very, very, very nice legs. But uh, but Dino says, what TV show would you recommission? I actually haven't seen much of Seinfeld at all, even though I love Curb, and I like Jerry Seinfeld as a guy. But uh, but maybe I should watch more of that. What would I recommission? I mean, I was going to say Father Ted, but, you know, I don't mean this to rhyme or be sly, but Ted is dead. So something that got cancelled that theoretically could come back, I remember watching this thing on Trouble, which was a brilliant TV network back in the day of like American comedies for kids. And there was a show called City Guys. And the premise of the show is it's just two two inner city friends. One guy's black, one guy's white. And there really wasn't a lot more to it than that. But what I liked about it is the theme tune went like this. Um... So it's called City Guys and Theme Tune went C-I-T-Y you can see why These guys, the neat guys go in streetwise I liked that And also I liked Hang Time Which is about a university basketball team For the same reason Hang time, hanging together We're tough, we're in the zone Positive, never alone Hang time And I liked that there was a guy in it Called Theodore Brutus uh, Which I thought was a great name uh, no, fuck it. Let's bring back Keenan and Kel. 100% Keenan and Kel. Ah, oh, here it goes. Uh, yeah, Keenan and Kel. I like that they were always getting into weird things. I like the wee monologue thing they did at the start in front of a live audience. I thought that was great. Uh, was it Keenan's dad? No, Kel's dad was always a really funny character. And I like it that one day one of them was sick and they made this concoction that the other one was like this cure sickness and it was like blended chicken and some other really stinking things. And then the dad drank it and he was sick or something. Kin and Kel, for me, was a great show. Rebus says, Hi, Shiny Boy, cute, cute. I like... You. Oh, <laughs> it says, I like you. I'm not a fan of large crowds. I thought it said, Hi, Shiny Boy, cute, cute. I like you. I'm not a fan of large crowds and big social gatherings. I mean, that makes me sound like I had that thing where you don't like going outside. I, I, I don't mind large crowds, but it's like big social gatherings. I, I do like them, but I just mean sometimes out of choice, I don't. I love nothing more than snuggling up near the fire reading a good book about Norse cults. Fair. So my question is, when are you most comfortable? When are you most, that's us now, if you will. 
Rebus, I am most comfortable on on a Saturday morning at about half nine because I get Saturday's the day I get up I get up late. I get up at about nine, half eight nine, which is very like late for me. And because I'm just one of these cool guys that gets up really, I get up at like two a.m. and um and I like to take my porridge into the living room and watch Sky Sports News. And I lie down, I lie down the living room sofa, which I don't do a lot, and a lot of time in my wife's pregnancy pillow, which is great. And I will continue to use that after we've had the baby and I've got the hiccups, which has never happened to me in a podcast before. But let me hold my breath. And see if they go away. This good podcast content. I think they've gone away. I like to do that on a... How cool. That was so quick, getting rid of hiccups. Um, But yeah, Saturday mornings, relaxing. Maybe catching up on a bit of TV. Just wearing, like, my wee football shorts, a wee training t-shirt. And, like, my still having wee bed head and all. That is 100% me. That's when I'm my most comfortable. Bit of football on. No real plans for the next couple of hours. Bit of porridge. That's that's my that's my jam. And ironically, I don't have jam and porridge. Uh, Danny Mills said, not the ex... Let me just check. No, not the uh, former Man City in England left back. Danny Mills says, this is well worth 3 minutes 18 seconds of your time. And it's Speed of Love, written by Howie from the Backstreet Boys. What is this, like a music video? If this if this really tickles me, we'll break it down next week. Uh. Uh. So um. Is this a? Is this a boy? No. Is this a, is this real? Is this a boy band from Belfast? Right, here's the thing. You've sent me a video of a, a what I presume is a Belfast boy band and they're down in the Titanic Quarter by the docks and they're doing a full dance routine and they're singing and dancing and uh, and what we'll do is a bit like the rap battle. We will break that down on next week's pod 100%. Let's track these guys down. I'm interested and we'll properly get into it and that is exactly what we're all about in this pod. Content like that. So, uh, so fantastic. Thank you for bringing this into my life. Danny Mills. Let me just save this so that I remember to do it. Speed of love. Oh, that's enjoyable. Glenn Kelly. The biggest question is why is the lead singer of Hard Five one of the band members? Oh, no, he's not, is he? Fuck, I don't know. Wait, I, I need more time to go through that next week. Jamie Blobby says uh, is, is Dave Elliott hosting this week again? Fuck off. Jordan O'Brien. Of all the top tier Northern Ireland celebrities, Neeson, Blakely, Shazzy Shankle, I don't know who that is, Lawson, Nesbitt, Violumpet guy from Castlecourt, which ones would you build statues for? Um, yeah, and Joe Turner writes, should all statues be afraid? Um, it's a It's a difficult one, I think, if we're going for one big one. I think it's tough, it would be tough not to have Julian Simmons. You know, if you don't know who Julian Simmons is, he's a continuity announcer on UTV. So before our big soaps are on, 
Julian gives you a bit of a preview of the soap, and some people could potentially describe him as camp. Uh, and he unites everybody, like on all sides of the fence. People go, Julian is a is a is a uh, legend. So I'd be up for giving it to Simmons, like definitely. I think that'd be enjoyable, and I don't I don't think anybody'd have a problem with it. Mel McGacky says, when are you legally changing your name to Wayne Tood? Uh You've also sent me uh, a link to the deed pool. Uh, can we get a GoFundMe page for the 18 pound needed to do that? Uh, Mel, that's disrespectful. Uh, fuck off. Kong Gribben says, everything you have in your person on the ground now. I don't care. everything. Yeah, that's a policeman saying to someone in Belfast, I think, put everything you have on the ground. And someone just going, I've just eaten a hamburger. I mean, weird that you would call it hamburger. Most people just say burger. Weird in that situation when the police are involved, you remember to put ham in front of it, given given it its full title. Um, yeah, we'll go through the boy band video next week and um, and we'll I'll have things a bit more... I'm a bit more prepared. This was a bit rambly this week. Um, I've got to acknowledge that off the bat. You know, and it takes it takes a it takes a brave guy to do that to acknowledge that this week's pod was a bit rambly. But sometimes that's just going to happen, guys. It's been my birthday. I've lost a run of myself basically, but uh, but we're all good. So we are doing the live episode on Sunday night, the T with Me podcast on Zoom with Jamie Lee O'Donnell, Mickey Bartlett, and Ryan McMullen. That is for Patreons only. And then my stand-up show goes on to Patreon as well on Saturday night, the Todd Fall. I mean, what a weekend that is for the sippers. Sip, sip, you're drinking up greatness. Okay, my friends? But as always, I appreciate the Patreon support and absolutely everybody who watches or listens to the podcast and uh, especially whenever you tell a friend. You know, that that's always good to sort of spread the word of mouth about tea with me. Now, I need to very quickly do a run-through of, of the Patreons want to give a quick shout out to everybody who's on there supporting the pod uh oh god oh no i should have had this done beforehand i want to give a big shout out to all of these people aaron adam andrew andy arma apples tommy ashley turner be awesome don't know if that's a real name brian ross carol Karis, chloe christina connor cormac daniel dave donna emma Gary, Gemma, James, Gillian, Joan, Johnny, Julie, so many J's, Katrina, Kieran, Leanne, Lisa, Mark, Martin, Matthew, Mick, Niall, Nikki, Noel, Orla, Owen, Patrick, Paul, Peggy, Peter, Rebus, Reese, Ruth. Of course, there's two pages. Ryan, Sarah, Shane, Terry, Victoria, Vincey, and Wormball. Now, Vincey is a new a new Patreon. And Vincey sounds like the sort of guy in The Sopranos that everybody knows. And he doesn't say a lot, but he's so effective at being a hitman in the Mafia. Yeah, speak to Vincey. No one speaks like that in The Sopranos, but it's all good. Guys, it's been another episode of the Tea With Me podcast. It has been rambly. I'll be back next week on these episodes, bringing the heat. I'm going to run really far in my brand new trainers. I'll see you uh, at the weekend if, if you are there for the live Tea With Me episode. And if not, I'll see you soon. We're going to have merch sorted soon. I know I've been saying that, but we really have. Hopefully got it sorted soon. See you later. Sip, sip. Love yous.